0: To the Nerd Crusade podcast, this episode fifteen. This week we're going to be talking about some movies and uh, one video game, basically. So we're going to be talking about uh, the new Peter Pan and Wendy um, Stream Six that just came out uh, was in theaters. It just came to streaming as well, and um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which uh, just came out. Um, so we'll start with uh, some movies and stuff first. So. First, we, uh, we'll start with Peter Pan. We saw Peter Pan and Wendy, uh movie that was made for Disney+. Plus. For some reason, the fact that it was, like, made for Disney+, it didn't come out of theaters, I didn't think it was going to be... They were going to try and, like, remake... Be, like, a live-action adaptation of the cartoon.
1: But that's exactly
0: what it is. Somewhat. Like, they did make some changes. The cartoon doesn't have, like, Hook being... Used to being a lost boy, being Peter's friend and all that. Like, But it's, like, it's like in a... Br- a abbreviated version of the cartoon, the stuff they cut out so they could put in this extra bit about Hook being a lost boy.
1: Yeah, just kinda help pad time.
0: Yeah. So cause like it very rapidly goes to
1: It's very quick this movie, it felt like. Yeah,
0: and there's like no no build up to anything other than like Wendy's about to get shipped off to boarding school and so she doesn't want to grow up, doesn't want to be like her mother, who said, Oh, she went to boarding school and this is the start of her life type of thing. That's the whole like I don't want to grow up part.
1: And Wendy's like, oh hell no, I don't want to be a mom.
0: <laughs> and then immediately Peter Pan shows up and like takes the kids to Neverland, um, almost like too quickly. Like you almost like uh, he they like, almost they like he, he barely
1: spent any time in that room with Peter.
0: Yeah, they literally came there for Wendy. And then the secondary thing was, oh yeah, his shadow was there. Where originally it's he followed his shadow in there and he's trying to get his shadow back. And then they just kind of happen upon the kids waking up and him taking them to Neverland. Not that, like, they came there to kidnap Wendy. Because, so technically, they were going to take her under sleep. Yeah. And then... Which uh, is
1: why Tinkerbell, like, lifted her up.
0: Yeah. Um, The movie's getting, like, some... Pr- get, is getting some praise? Like, I mean, like, Peter Pan fans say that say there's things that they really like about it. It's definitely not the best live-action a- adaptation. No. Um, it does add a few things that pr- I think, like, are good to show that, that Peter did and whatnot uh, that other movies don't. But, I mean, I... I personally think the Peter Pan movie from uh, 2003 is probably one of the best live-action adaptations of the story. Yeah. Now, this one, they definitely did, like, things that call back to that Peter Pan, call back to Hook. There's constant uh, quotes of, like, uh, death would be a grand adventure, that type of stuff, which was, like, that musical notes that came from Hook. Mm -hmm. Um, I think with the girl that they cast for Wendy... I thought she
1: looked the part and did pretty well.
0: Yeah, like, so her name is Ever Anderson, but I feel like they, she did a really good job, but she looks a lot, they're going for Rachel Herd Wood's look in the original yeah. Peter Pan. Because uh, she had, like, a very unique look for her as little girl Wendy, which was, like, perfect, and then this girl looks almost like her, but just a little bit older. Yeah. So it's not like they went and just cast a new Wendy, they were looking for a type, I feel like, mm-hmm. and they found somebody that looked close to her uh, to put her in that role um jude law did fine i guess i still don't like his costume a lot of people do praise the costume the stuff that is getting praised a lot in this movie is the depiction of how wendy is depicted as being strong and independent mm-hmm. tiger lily is cast by, is was cast as a uh, real native american they speak their own native american language throughout it and she's not just there to be rescued. a damsel
1: in distress yeah there, for peter there's zero like damsel in distress in this film i felt like which is an improvement yeah.
0: I feel like <laughs> So I mean I don't like they I don't feel like they cat they did enough with um the Lost Boys with that cast. They could have done more. Like Sebastian uh plays Nibs, which is basically like a Toodles uh character. Yeah. I actually thought his name was Toodles. I didn't know his name was Nibs, but that's what he's crass as. Tootles is this is and Eddie.
1: Which uh, we didn't get much of. We got more of Nibs. He was
0: kinda like a little bit of the leader of the Lost Boys when they weren't when Peter wasn't around, but like Nibs was one that, that Kind of did more a little bit more exposition.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So I, that's why I thought Nibs was Toodles because Nibs wears glasses. Toodles wears glasses. Toodles is not a young black kid.
1: <laughs> yeah. Toodles was a <laughs> was a white kid when he was a lost boy and turned into a very brained old man who lost his marbles.
0: Yeah. And the thing I like, maybe I maybe I missed it in this movie. Maybe Toodles had marbles in this, but I don't know. I... We missed it. But I didn't really catch the names of any of the lost boys or the lost children as they were yeah, I boys just, and girls there.
1: Yeah. I just kind of recognize like their looks, the twins. Yeah. They had the twins. twins.
0: They had what who we thought was tools, but is a character called nibs. Um, but, uh, Peter and Michael looked exactly like they do in the cartoon with the top hat and the nightgowns and all yeah. that. But like all the rest of them, they're just there to be like, yeah, remember there, he's there with a bunch of kids and like, yeah. they really don't serve any purpose. At all, other than, yes, remember the just, Lost Boys in Yeah, there. they're
1: just kind of background characters. Whereas,
0: like, in Hook, the Lost Boys all had characters. They all had big important parts with Rufio being there and um, Tums uh, being the, the yeah. big black kid that uh, had some good parts with Robin Williams in that movie. Um, here, like, they don't really give any explanation well, other than tell us a story. And well, that's kind and of when the when
1: same with the cartoon. So they follow the cartoon in that aspect. Like, the Lost Boys are yeah. just... Kind of background characters to f- help fill a scene.
0: Pretty much. Um, whereas I feel like other live-action live, that live action adaptations have done more with them mm-hmm. to show them off. I agree. Um, the kid who plays Peter is Alexander Maloney. Uh, he did a decent part of it. I think the uh, kid in the 2003 one, uh, Jeremy Sumter, did a really good job with it. Not just that, his not with even just his look, but just the arrogance that is Peter. Where in this is like it only comes up once or twice and it's gone over very quickly how Peter just forgot that people were in trouble. Yeah. Where in the two thousand three one he constantly like not from remembering Peter and Michael's name. He's like, Who are you? Why are you here? Yeah. And then he goes off to continue playing his game because Peter Pan is supposed to be extremely selfish and kind of an asshole of a character. Which in this one they think they've they've point they played it out very like directly, like, you know, Peter it is a piece of shit. <laughs> Because when they tie when they tie in the background to like <laughs> yeah. hook being a lost boy, and then it turns out that the big spoiler here, I guess, with their relationship is that hook, like all the rest of the lost boys and kids are missing their mother, and so like Peter's plan was to get Wendy because Wendy tells all the stories to her brothers to come and tell stories to them and be the mother, which is the same plot in the cartoon as well
1: oh mm-hmm. well, um, that's a plot for every yeah. Oh uh, um, Peter Pan.
0: She's brought back there to try and play mother, so just aside the lost boys from because in this one, apparently in the past, it was Peter and James, who was Hook. James uh
1: kinda head haunches. Yeah, we're
0: best friends, and James left because he missed his mother and then couldn't find her, and by the time he got back to Neverland, he was an old man who was basically raised by pirates, and then he became James Hook after Peter cut off his hand. But the big thing was that Peter he didn't just leave on his own, Peter kicked him out because he kept complaining about his mother. Yeah. So Peter's solution before was fine, you don't want to be here, get the fuck out. Then the solution was, Well, I can't do that because that didn't work out with James. I'll just go kidnap a girl and make her be the mother for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um
1: Which is kind of adolescent stupidity. Yeah, right and it's ha- and with, it's, Which works.
0: And it's like problem solving of a kid, right? I did yeah. one thing it didn't work, let me try something else that's just as stupid and see if that will work as well. Um, but that's where like the big remains undercurrent story is: is that Hook hates Peter because he was his best friend who abandoned him, and Hook basically was lost all throughout life because he couldn't get back to his family. Mm-hmm. He got raised by uh, by pirates. pirates, and then got back to brought the pirates back to Nether- Netherland to finally find his best friend who still hated him for for leaving, even though he got kicked out. Yeah, <laughs> he hated Peter hated me more because he grew up. And then these just had their never-ending fight back and forth, right? Um, to the point where, like, at the climax of that movie, I thought was interesting was that Peter actually apologizes. But the problem with how they did that was that he apologized. Not be, it comes off more like, I'm sorry I got caught and all my friends left me, so I'm going <laughs> to apologize because it's the thing I'm supposed to do versus it being actually sincere. Yeah. Which is, like, why I kind of like why Hook's like, you can't apologize, fuck you, like... Part of it has to be the person has to accept the apology and, like, Hook wasn't accepting it.
1: Yeah. Which, in his own right, he should not accept that apology. Yeah,
0: when it's, like, the cartoon story is just, oh, he cut off Hook's hand, Hook's pissed because he has his hands in the crocodile, the crocodile's trying to hunt him down. Where that's not even really a thing here, where, yeah, the croc has his hand and they do the whole reenactment of the skull, uh, the skull stone.
1: A skull, uh, skull, rock, or skull, skull Rock. Skull Rock. Yeah.
0: Yeah, where they uh, tie up all the kids and they try and well, set it's a trap. It's not all the
1: kids. It's just. It's a... Peter
0: and Michael and the teddy bear. Yeah. And they try to set a trap for Peter Pan and then the crocodile shows up and they do the scene where he spreads his legs and, and is standing on the croc's mouth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All directly from the cartoon, completely reenacted. But, like, after that part, the croc gets kind of like a little bit buried under the cave in of rocks and then we never see it ever again. Yeah. So it's like non-consequential. I was just, hey, remember this in the cartoon or the story of Peter Pan and the crocodile? Here it is. And then they basically got rid of it so they didn't have to deal with it anymore. Yep.
1: So they got rid of that part and they also got rid of like the mermaids. <clears throat> they only show really the mermaids kind of swimming when they enter Neverland and that's it. You don't have the interaction when the mermaids are trying to drown Wendy. Uh, you also don't have the big uh, celebration of getting the brothers back at the uh with the Oh with natives. the natives.
0: Yeah. Like you don't see them hanging out with the tribe. You see Tiger Lily shows up, helps them and then the the fri- they're fri- fighting with the pirates. They she's with them when they go back to their hideout and then she leaves saying that yeah it's not my home. And then she's with her tribe later on. And you never see them act interact with her and her whole tribe. It's just her.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so it's again like here's parts that were not done well in the cartoon, but like we're afterthoughts here that were just put there because, oh well, there's gotta be Tiger Lily, right? So here's Tiger Lily. Where in like the other live action adaptations, um, she plays a little bit bigger part. It's her part in the two thousand three one is more along the lines of the cartoons of like she's just a young uh native uh Indian princess who tends to get captured or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um and then in like the Pan movie with uh Hugh Jackman. Yeah,
1: Hugh Jackman.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah Hugh Jackman. Um She's more of a leader of her tribe type of thing. And like yeah. that made her part bigger even though it was played by uh, uh oh, I forget her name. Something Amara Rooney. hmm Which I wasn't too upset that like targeting that was like played by a white girl. I mean like the whole tribe was of many different types of people. So it wasn't des- it wasn't it was a, like, a Native here, American tribe. Yeah. It was here's a tribe of people living on in Leverland and they're of all different races, colors and backgrounds or something. They just live as a tribe where here it's definitely here's a native american tribe um they're speaking their own uh, original native american language um and they present very well but it's like it's just hey look we have representation it's here and then it's not important to the story at all yeah um those stuff that they changed was that um the house where wendy darling is where they live was actually peter's house when he was a boy
1: yeah before he went to neverland
0: yeah which was something that was never in the cartoon, as far as I remember, or anything else.
1: No, um, it was not.
0: But that's why. But that's why. How he found her. But you don't get any of that until the very, very end, right before they say goodbye to each other. When he admits, "Oh yeah, I had a mother. I she wanted me to grow up after she's yelling me, and I said I didn't want to do that, and I left." And then he went to Neverland. It was like,
1: and it wasn't until some time has passed, and he came back, and she wasn't there anymore.
0: Yeah, so it it's kind of makes no sense that. Like Well, at least when you watch the movie, it's wondering, like, why is he there? Why is he specifically trying to take Wendy? um, How does he even know who they are? Because you don't see him sitting there listening to the stories, or he doesn't even explain that. He just says, yeah, yeah come with me. um, The kids know of Peter Pan, because Peter Pan is just a story tale that was being told, I guess, by... Their mother to them or whoever else. It's a, a, yeah,
1: it was like a well-known fairy for, tale. Yeah, a
0: fairy tale for them. So they kids knew who who he was, but like him knowing who they were made ne- no sense in the beginning of the movie. You're like, why is he even there? And why was like he like trying no, to take Win- w- Wendy? Yeah,
1: and there was no like kind of mystery build up or anything really to that. Like <clears throat> most of the mystery build up was like, why is Peter a dick?
0: Yeah, I mean, and if throughout the years as they've done more live action adaptations or different versions of peter pan they've gone more out of their way to show you yeah, peter pan is a selfish ch- child mm-hmm. and not really a good friend he has to learn how to be a good friend <clears throat> but you can't really do that when you're the person who's in charge all the time yeah it's not until wendy shows up and then she's in charge and she actually in the at one point in this movie basically takes his power <laughs>
1: yeah take <and>
0: <laughs> we don't know <laughs> why that happened or where it happened but like she literally is what able happened
1: to f- step jump or, yeah stepped off the uh yeah, plank she, and then tinkerbell got out and gave her fairy dust but then she was like
0: but she like i'm in charge but like she never like took it from peter peter just lost his ability to fly and like peter, well,
1: well peter got slashed yeah peter
0: got cut across the chest and fell down oh, and died uh, fell down the stairwell basically um when hook goes to their hideout instead of, instead of doing the traditional thing where hook tries to poison him you find some Basically cuts him, but it doesn't cut him deep. It's not a mortal wound. <clears throat> he just falls from the top floor to, through to the basement. hmm The thing was, like, Peter Pan never needed fairy dust to fly. Right. But after that happens, he can't fly anymore.
1: Yeah, he needs Wendy,
0: Tink. yeah, Tink was, like, trapped, but then she kind of broke out. But, like, by the time Wendy jumped off and she broke out, like, Wendy was able to fly, I think, without the fairy dust.
1: Well, Wendy also went back, oh, think happy thoughts. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and her and happy, happy thought
1: was growing up and being a writer.
0: Yeah, so like, that's why I feel like okay, she took Peter's power somehow. We don't. There's no power exchange, but like basically, she figured out the trick to it, and basically it was like a new Peter Pan. While well, Peter needed to get Tiger Lily's help to get him back into the fight, and it wasn't until after like. For some apparent reason, he gets his power back. We don't know necessarily why. Well,
1: well you see Wendy reach out to Peter and they, like, oh, the handshake. Hand. And then it transfers to him. It's it's
0: not really explained. It's not well done. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird how that ha- how that kind of happens. I mean, like, I feel like the cool parts about Hook and about the other Pan movies... Uh, are brushed over here. Like, mm-hmm. Smee and Hook's relationship is... Well, it's a mentioned... wink,
1: nudge, like, hey, remember this better film? Here's, like, a line from it.
0: Yeah, and, like, the Smee and Hook relationship here is where it's, like... It's
1: more of a father-son type thing, or...
0: Kind of, but to the point where, like, because he says, oh, Smee found me and raised me as a boy and I grew up with pirates, but it's, like, none of these pirates, and especially Smee, doesn't treat you like he's your son. They're, he, they, It's... They're, well, they're subservient. He's now. True, it's weird. It's it's a weird thing on, on how that really works again because like it's an abbreviated version of Peter Pan, just to throw in a little backstory that wasn't there before that mm-hmm. really isn't consequential by any any means. Um, again, I feel like the point of this movie is more of yes, Peter Pan, he's a heroic uh, kind of fairy tale hero, but he's also an asshole. Yeah, where I feel like two thousand three. Show that a lot more where like people die actually in that movie like Tinkerbell like literally dies as we brought back to life for Peter well, realized she
1: dies in the uh, uh the cartoon too I believe and then he brings her back if I remember I don't well.
0: remember her dying in the cartoon I
1: don't know anyway but she, I like to think she dies <laughs>
0: Tinkerbell literally dies in the 2003 movie and she her death and uh, the, the intimate loss of all the Lost Boys, and when all of you know, them like makes him realize he's an asshole, and has to st- has to be better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, where here, it's again, it's almost the I'm sorry I got caught, and I- I'm actually sorry. Yeah. Um, so it's, that's kind of weird, but like I feel like all the actors did fine with it, and it's a fine movie. I mean, Peter Pan fans will really, really will probably really like it, and like the changes that they made, which I think were fine. Um, it is kind of more, kind of a little bit of a wink and nod to like diversity. Hey, look, we're, we have diversity here, we have diversity there. Um, it's no means, like, people say, oh, they made it woke. Uh, I think Tinkerbell's role was actually done very well. Yeah. Where, like, you couldn't... Nobody could understand her till the end of the movie.
1: Yeah, which...
0: Which was great, because I mean, the whole point was, like, yeah, Tinkerbell's talking the whole time. Peter doesn't oh. even understand her. He pretends he understands her, so it's like yeah. he ends up having to speak, with, speak for her the whole time. And then at the end, her big moment is she tells Wendy thank you for hearing me and that's yes, the, f- nice only, that's the f- first time anybody understands what she says and then she flies off with Peter um and then Peter comes back and basically mm-hmm. rescues well he, they don't show it but it basically Hook see, see, sees that Peter's back and is happy that Peter came back to Neverland and that Peter's happy he's there so it seems like they're gonna mend their relationship and maybe go and, go and continue to play their roles of the game of pirate versus Peter Pan Yeah. um Cause the other thing, Peter Pan's the whole big. This, it's a big underlying thing of like they have roles to play and they have to keep playing them. And why do they play them is it because Peter's the Grim Reaper for children and hooks the Reaper for uh for adults. That's all debatable and whatnot, but that's just kind of left left under the rug for the people to figure out for for themselves. Yeah. Um. But overall. It's decent. I feel like it's got gonna be memorable. Fine. I can see why it came out for, on Disney Plus. Um, it wasn't like a theatrical release.
1: Well, it's just like every other uh, live action adaptation that doesn't have a original, you know, story to it, like Cruella <clears throat> or Maleficent, which is you know deviations and originality from the original stories that they were from
0: yeah and those are much better um I yeah that's what i'm
1: saying like
0: <laughs> <laughs> the ones that are like this like lion king jungle book um i never saw cinderella, those cinderella beauty and,
1: beauty and the
0: beast beauty and the beast i did watch and that was fucking terrible glad you watched it on the plane had no intention of watching lion king no intention of watching jungle book um my actually favorite live act uh, uh live action adaptation of jungle book is the one with um i think jason It's jason lee
1: I have no idea. There's so many live action no, it, adaptations. There's, all, there's
0: only one. It's a really old one. Um,
1: <sighs> what year? Because
0: uh, I remember I saw this one as a kid a long ass time ago. It's with Jason Lee. Jason Scott Lee.
1: Jason Scott Lee. He plays oh, okay.
0: Mowgli in it, and it's like. he's. It's almost like a tar, half Tarzan, half jungle book story. Um,
1: oh, I think I saw it. You're looking on IMDb. Yeah,
0: known for, and that should be back in the 90s. Either 90s or early 2000s. I want to say 90s.
1: There it is. He passed it. Go up. It was 97? 94.
0: Uh, 94. Yeah, The Jungle Book. He played Mowgli. Um, and it's like, oh, it starts off so with, young. it starts off with, no, he's plays with the adult version.
1: I know, but he was so young back yeah. in 94. So like,
0: it starts off with a kid, and then they find him as an adult, and like, they, and, like it becomes like a Tarzan story, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was done very well, that but again, that's a movie that it doesn't do an exact copy of the fucking cartoon, like all these other Disney movies that are just cash grabs, which don't look like they're going to be any inter- interesting, like Little Mermaid doesn't look like it's going to be all that great to me.
1: Yeah, same. Because <laughs> it looks shot for shot. Maybe add one or two new uh, song numbers to pad out the time. And. Yeah. yeah. It does weird. not look good. I don't like seeing realistic fish talk. Same with, like, seagulls and crap.
0: Well, it's also the concept, like, we watched the original cartoon the other day, too. And it's like, <laughs> wait, Flounder's a tropical fish. Like,. They- Half these animals wouldn't be in this area.
1: Yeah, like, all these animals should not coexist in the same area together.
0: So, that's Peter Pan. If you're a Peter Pan fan, (laughs) definitely go ahead and watch it. You'll probably enjoy it. Um, I definitely prefer the 2003 Peter Pan. I prefer Hook Mm -hmm. Um, storylines over this one. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll get somebody to do like a re- they'll do a really good Peter Pan adaptation or more of like a horror version of it would be a interesting. A horror
1: version, a horror Peter Pan. Yeah,
0: I mean, sure, Disney's not going to let that happen because what happened to Winnie the Pooh and a uh, win. That was amazing. That would open source, basically.
1: That was awesome. I know, I haven't seen it, but I think it's awesome that someone did that.
0: <laughs> um, so I'm still waiting on Cocaine Bear to come out. Next movie we saw, um, apparently. I actually didn't know this. Like, it came out on streaming for like twenty four dollars or twenty five dollars, how it usually is. But uh, since it's a Paramount movie and Paramount Plus, they just Paramount Plus is put it out for free last well, season. As it came out to streaming. Where usually they let stuff go to streaming services to pay for, and then they release. Like HBO doesn't release the Marvel, uh, the DC movies directly to HBO Max. They go like a week or two to get paid for, or even a month or so, and yeah. then they'll release it to stream. But Scream 6 was out, so decided to check that. We watched the one before, uh, Stream 5, which the only thing we felt was great about that movie was that the, the, the end big reveal. The big reveal in that movie was uh, the house, which is very so interesting. Scary. Like, who thinks a house the reveal of a horror movie and not the killers?
1: Yeah. The killers Cause that Well, because that house <clears> is so iconic.
0: Yeah, and the cool thing is, like, the house has never been a big thing in any of the other movies. Uh, except for fir- one. Except for the first one, and then to bring it back to oh, this is the same house that they all lived in.
1: It's That's great how cool. they... And I just love how they shot it. Because you're like, this place somewhat feels familiar, but <clears throat> whatever. But when that reveal happens, you're like, I know this house. I know the layout of this house. I know the paths are going to run now. Yeah, This is fucking great.
0: And it's cool because this is a complete reveal. You don't realize it until they want you to, mm-hmm. um, which is done really well. Um, This continues that story, which is, with I the guess... the sisters. With the sisters, I guess. I guess the plot was that... Uh, they're the daughter of Billy. one daughter. daughter of Billy, which doesn't make any sense. He's in fucking high school, so how do he have a kid with someone else's?
1: Well, I can tell you, when I was going to high school, there was plenty of girls fourteen and such that had kids. But somebody had sex
0: with like so with like Cindy's mother or something. I don't know what it was.
1: It wasn't Cindy's mother. It was like some random chick. He knocked her up. She left school or something, and then he started dating Cindy Prescott, and then all this happened. I guess that's how they try to flush it out, that yeah, but it's just he had a st- daughter.
0: It's just fucking stupid. Yeah. And this movie, like, they had an opportunity to do something, co- something cool with it, but they didn't, it's just stupid where...
1: It was very flat, and just, like, every other Scream sequel where it's like, Yeah,
0: because eh. it's like, who are the murders in this one? Oh, they're related to the murders from the last one. Oh, the whole family's a bunch of psychopaths, blah, 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 blah. Who gives a shit? That's stupid. <laughs> we thought what would be better is be like, okay, we haven't seen Stu since the first movie, right?
1: Or haven't heard of Stu in Or Stuart, yeah.
0: Matthew literally should have came back being like, hey, motherfucker, I'm not the... He, Billy wasn't the the only killer. I was the motherfucker who also helped him plan all this shit. Yeah. He gets zero credit for any of it. He should come back and be the one trying to kill uh, them because they're, getting, uh, they're part of the Scream story now. And it's like, no, I'm the one who fucking is in charge of all this. I'm the one who came up with the idea or do something like that and say so he got another credit for it. And yeah. I was, and now because Billy killed him, because he literally stabs him in the first movie too much, he should be like, I'm back. I'm going to get rid of everything that Billy's ever touched, which means I'm going to go kill his kid. Yeah. That would have been a much better plot twist yeah. than just, oh, the guy who was the killer the last time that you killed? Yeah, well, he was yeah, my I son. <laughs> and so my family's out here. and We're going to go kill you now.
1: It's just so stupid. The only thing I liked was that they brought back, like, each of the uh, masks yeah. of the killers. So, like, every crime scene, they're like, oh, here's the scream mask from... Four or whatever. Yeah, I not Yeah, from remember. from every
0: killing movie, there was a mask. And that, it was,
1: like, a countdown, too.
0: Yeah. But the stupid thing was, like... Because when we saw it, it was like, well, how the fuck did these guys get all these masks? How did they get these this orgy of evidence and then their explanation to it is that the guy who was uh collecting all of it um was the murderer from the first uh from scream five and they got because his dad was a cop and he kept basically stealing from the evidence locker yeah which then again no. it's like all right this is stupid your son was obsessed with this shit you stole all this stuff for him he went on a murdering spree because he was obsessed with the scream movies or the stab movies and then you're your idea is not my son was a fucking psychopath. Was that oh, we're just, we should go kill the people he was trying to kill?
1: Yeah, and also like try to set it up where the lead girl they try to say, like, oh, she, you know, she was the actual murderer and try to do this whole internet backlash against her, yeah, the, the, saying like gaslighter, like, oh, yeah, yeah, and like her, and the son was the innocent one.
0: Yeah, which is really, she was like, no, they got the body, he, they, he's, the police would have the whole outline of what happened after the instance of the first movie. They wouldn't be like, it would be like taking the first movie, screaming, and saying, and somehow somebody, the internet and the public would believe that Sydney was the killer and she was able to roam free and go to college. Yeah. It's like, no, if that was the case, she'd be a suspect and they would have either arrested her or not. It wouldn't be just be like a conspiracy theory that, like... Everybody believes, and the public opinion is that no, she's the psychopath.
1: Yeah, and it's like there were survivors. Like, there's so many people that pinpointed like, no, it was this fucker and his psycho girlfriend that decided to go on the killing spree.
0: Yeah, there's more than like, one person who could point yeah, out that who the killer was. It's
1: so stupid. So
0: yeah, that was a stupid. Like, internet gaslighting thing that they had in there. Um, overall, like. After the first screen movie, I think that's all you need to watch. The other movies are, are stupid. This one, again, has to go through with, like, Randy's nephew and niece like, going through the movie trope stuff where it's, like, you've become a joke of what you were satiring originally, which what made the first movie good. And just having millennials just redo Jamie Kennedy's lines is just fucking stupid. Yeah. It's, it's not just great. Not good. Not entertaining. Um, the cast that they bring back for this, yeah, they're from the last movie. Who cares? They're all meh. They're I mean, all right. They're de- they're just, some of them are decent actors, but like this movie is just garbage. <laughs> and yeah. I if you're a Scream fan, you love all the Scream movies, fine. But, I mean...
1: Some of the kills are good. I'll give them that.
0: Yes, I mean, they kill one kid, and then he, apparently he didn't die after getting stabbed th- <laughs> 23 times or something by two different people. He just apparently well, lived. Well, no, you, gotta, you always
1: have to aim for the head. You always got to destroy the brain. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So... Uh, available on Paramount Plus. You can buy it on streaming stuff if you want. Um,
1: if you have Paramount Plus, that's just go watch it. <clears throat>
0: yeah, it's not worth buying. It's not even worth adding to a collection. I think it's mediocre. Like, if they went back because they couldn't get Nev Campbell because they refused to pay her uh, what she wanted. So they got this other chick
1: from Scream 4.
0: Well, because they <laughs> still brought back um, the Chick who was and Friends.
1: Well, Courtney f- Cox? I, yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll come back. Yeah. She
0: came back. She'll uh, for always it. come back. <laughs> but, like,. Matthew Lillard had said in the past, like he'd be happy to have Stuart come back and like be part of the screen movies. Do
1: it. This would have been a perfect well, and great opportunity yeah, to do that. To have, and like, especially some... have that like it's a countdown sequence. That would have been great.
0: Yeah, and basically have Lillard come back and say, Hey, guess what? I'm the I'm the real killer fuck all you all, this is my story, and you guys have basically taken it over from him. Yeah. That would make way much more sense, and that would have been way more entertaining uh, of a twist to see. But as soon as they mentioned his name, I'm like, fuck, they're not going to do it. Yeah. Like, they mentioned, like, uh, well, it could be Stewart. It's was like, oh, no. fuck, they said his name. They're not going to fucking pick him. It. <laughs> uh So, yeah, that's, that's Scream 6. It's meh. <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't recommend it at all. No. Um, in gaming news, basically, the big news this week has been uh, Star Wars Survivor. Uh, reviewers came out saying it's probably one of the best sequels ever made. Um, it was, I would say, it would have been a, maybe a game of the year contender if it wasn't for all the controversy. Which is supposedly it's it's PC and it's been uh, compared to being Ar- Arkham. How Arkham Knight was for PC, where it was horribly optimized and it just does not work well in PCs. But there are people saying they're you know, having massive issues on PlayStation Five. And on Xbox series X and s uh, I've played on series S and X and I haven't had any issues even switching between consoles I was kind of surprised usually um, you get you some get kind the type of, of bugs like, yeah. a lot of games will have bugs when you switch from console to console mm-hmm. on your game save um, from Ubisoft games to project CD red C- cyberpunk had issues like yeah. that um, but this one I had I haven't had any of the issues that people say like the broken up cutscenes the bad audio breaks the uh, loss of sync, um, or any of the visual issues that the PC players are having. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I would say like everybody has been praising the story of the game, and I have no, I have no idea if I'm halfway through it or not. I probably I'm basically just getting to the the tip of, the beginning of it. I feel like, um, but <laughs> where most games, and especially games in the past, where Square Enix was notorious for this, where it was like. Here's our game. Play our gameplay. Do our game mechanics. Get rewarded with a cutscene. Yeah. The first game kind of felt a little bit like that, Like here's a story, but hey, you're gonna play through these linear levels. Do this puzzle. Fight this boss character. Get a, get your story. Um, this is just like it feels like watching a movie because I'm like, there's a lot of cutscenes right in the beginning. There's a lot of story being told. Um, that some of it's optional where you don't have to go and talk to all the side characters if you don't want to. But I don't feel like. I'm being pushed down one path or the other mm-hmm. um, is very much these areas are very fairly open uh, as far as what you can and can't can do until you hit a hit a wall. Right. Where a lot of people have said like, hey, don't bother exploring until you beat the game. That way you have all the abilities you need to go finally go and explore. But I mean, that's where you get the Metroidvania part of it, right? Because the whole point of, Metro, of Metroid was that you would go explore, hit a dead end, and then have to go back and then fi- figure out, oh, I need this power in order to do that. And then continue back and go and explore it. So, yeah, there's a lot of that, like kind of trial and error and wandering around, finding. Oh, okay, I can't go any further. I need to just go and do the main mission or something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so I, I feel like the game's working for me. So was, to me, it's a really good game. I don't think it could be game of the year, but you know, considering all the uh, negative reviews it's getting for PC stuff. But I also think that people, people, game fans think they understand how. Make, how to make games work and how game development works and they really, really don't. Yeah. Um, it's very obvious from anybody who's in the industry to look at the comments that people make and like, yeah, you just don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. Um. PC, I will just say a PC compatibility is very hard, right? Because they can, they have a, only have so much money but they do test it along uh, across a bunch of different builds, right? Mm-hmm. But what nobody's been saying and I know this for a fact because I she worked on a team that did the specific thing for PC compatibility, especially they focused on frame rate, but they had to build different types of PCs for the, uh, this type of testing. Where they get their information from, though, is from market share data. It's that little thing that when you install Windows and you say, no, I don't want you spying on me and looking at what I have. Right. You you don't If you don't share the information, they don't know what GPU or CPU builds you have. Oh. So the market share stuff, what they get funded for to actually make is based off of the data that's being shared through operating systems that people have, which most people probably turn that shit off. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been guilty of doing that. So like... If you're not sharing that you have a shitty processor and a high-end 3080 GPU, and it's not enough people in the market share that have that build, they're not going to build that computer and test it on it. Right. So as much as like people are saying, no, you, this is unacceptable, you should have been able to test this and know, and know all the various builds in PC, that's why PC gaming is kind of shitty, is that if you don't have the best of the best, which then it gets outdated almost every six months, mm-hmm. you spend all your money catching up just to make sure your games work. And then older games don't work for newer hardware because it's not wasn't that stuff wasn't there when it was built to be compatible. So like you're yeah. I feel like PC gamers or your library will become um op, more obsolete faster than a console would. Uh whereas consoles they get to optimize for one build and one build only across all those customers. Mm-hmm. Um might be harder when they're building for an Xbox and then they push port to to PS5 or vice versa because one's going to get a more optimized uh, game versus the other. But PC is extremely hard to do that when they're only going to go with the most popular uh, builds that people... That, that It's not even the hardcore gamer or the person who builds the gaming PC. It's the person who gets the gaming PC pre-built or the mom, mom and dad buy a high power machine because their kid wants them to. And are other people that are checking the box like, yeah, I'll give you market feedback. Mm-hmm. and tell you and so you can collect what P- what cpu i have how much memory i have what uh, gpu i'm using that's how they get all of the information and on that market share data is how they end up deciding what computers that they build and what variations they build so if you're somebody who's having a lot of problems and you have like maybe you have a top-end processor maybe you have a top-end gpu but you have a shitty uh memory you'll have the bare minimum and they might not be uh, building a computer like that, right. and it's not on them to have to sit there and guess every every different type of combination. I mean, that's yeah. impossible to figure out. Um, honestly, click the button and share and do your market sharing with companies if you want. If PC gamers want that to get better, that's what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, if most of them probably aren't, which I don't, I understand why because I don't even do that myself. Um, but I don't mainly play my games on PC, and I'm not gonna sit there and bitch and moan when pc game doesn't work properly because my shit's not working right or hey you know i have a weak processor by spent two thousand dollars on a gpu well guess what you gotta spend some money on the processor and the memory when you have all that shit or yeah. in the cooling system make sure it cools it correctly so that game the game so far um <laughs> i will full review out, out on it when i completely beat it but um, like just the beginning section that uh, isn't even the stuff that people were allowed to show. It's the stuff that happens on Coruscant in the very beginning of the game. It's like an hour and a half of gameplay. Right. Um, the stuff people played on the second planet, um, which ends up being a place where you go back and forth to constantly. Uh, that's hours and hours of content there. Um, uh, that just keeps growing. Mm-hmm. Um, the cantinas. Uh, that's there, and even um. Even the base on the third planet that I went to. I was surprised how big they were they weren't just like here's the hangar here's the main room where everybody's at you talk to and here's a shop it was mm-hmm. oh look there's a back room here there's a back room here um in the cantina that as you get more more people to go back to that uh the, that town um it grew uh, more parts open up so then you have an upstairs you have um the kitchen you have the basement you have the the smuggling tunnels you have access to the roof area where there's gardens there you can plant stuff then that stuff will expand as you play it really feels like hey this is a big saloon there's lots of pathways to get to the different like bars and drinking and communal areas instead yeah. of so just being here's one big room and like two side rooms yeah um which is uh, a lot nicer where, like, when you compare that to Fallen Order, where your main hub was the ship, the ship is literally the cockpit, navigation, sitting area. The little planters. Which is kind of like your sitting area, and then the back of the ship where your workbench is. And mm-hmm. that's, like, they're all, they're all there. to makes sense in the ship, but it's like they're all functional for a specific thing, and that's why they're there. Where there's stuff here that you don't have to sit there and talk to all the patrons, but if you do, they'll tell you about something that's going on else and give you another side mission, which may bring more patrons into the bar, which will mm-hmm. do other stuff. Like, I just found these two weird-looking ones I've never seen before <laughs> um, that showed up and say, oh, yeah, we do a betting game. Uh, we need a place to set up, and then they're going to be back in the cantina and probably using one of the spare rooms as a gaming room now Nice that you can probably interact with. Um and all the characters are pretty interesting because, like, you have one that used to be a fortune teller. You can find, like you said, the DJ.
1: hmm DJ Brooks.
0: Uh, who literally plays music uh, from, like, the first game. And then, like, there's oh. other songs that you can actually buy from one of the store people to add to the, his mix. Um, there's other characters that throughout the story will... Basically, after you, you hit certain story beats, you'll get a not- notice on the game that will say, hey, there's more conversations opened up at the cantina. Nice. Go back, talk to people, and you'll see that there's more people in the cantina... People who weren't very talkative before to you might be more talkative, and you'll get more information, and you'll end up getting um, more missions and more places to go explore. So I feel like that was done really, really well. The storytelling is done well. Like I said, this feels like I'm watching a Star Wars movie or being part of a Star Wars movie rather than I'm just playing a linear game. Nice. So I definitely recommend it. Hopefully get it for a console and hopefully it works well. <laughs> I haven't had any problems with the series X, but what I also have done with my console is that, um, so then a lot of people forget is you got to clean it, dude. Um, yeah. when Resident Evil four came out, I started noticing that my, I could hear my console fan like blaring, which isn't bad. Yeah. It's supposed to go off when the console gets hot, but then I looked at the back of it and all throughout the, um, seams of the back, there's dust compacted in there. I cleaned all that out. My console stopped, fan stopped working as hard. Nice. So it actually runs better. So um, people who are on console having, having issues, go and look at your PS5 or, PS, uh, or your Xboxes and dust them out. Clean them out as much as you possibly can. Um, and hopefully that might help it run better. Um, also, I guess a lot of people are having problems with the performance mode. Mm-hmm. Um, playing a little bit on it, I didn't have the errors that people had, but it just didn't feel right. I don't see it felt like Cal was like on ice when I was moving him. Ew. So it felt really weird. I changed it back to just quality mode, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be locked at 30 frames a second. Doesn't look bad. There's no like, I don't get a lot of like clipping or anything like you would do if you went like cyberpunk on three frames a second, like horizontal movement looks like garbage. Oh yeah. Um, so you kind of have to play that in performance mode, but playing this in quality Looks perfectly fine and runs has been running smoothly for me. So, I so i would suggest dust out your boxes and play it on quality mode. Uh, when they come up with patches in the future, hopefully that will fix the performance mode that everybody's having issues with. Mm-hmm. And then maybe go try it on that. Um, definitely think it's a good game. I think it's gonna be better than Redfall that's coming out this week because Redfall just kind of looks like meh. Oh, uh,
1: you're going to try Redfall, aren't you?
0: Yeah, because it's on Game Pass, I can play it for free, <laughs> of course. <coughs> But like I want, well, I wouldn't pay sixty, seventy dollars for Redfall. No. as what I've seen so far, it looks kind of mediocre and boring. So we'll have to see <laughs> how good it is. Um, other than that, next stuff that's coming out is like Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not planning on getting that right off the back because I haven't beat the last one. <laughs> I know. Um, but then uh, Diablo is coming out at the end yes. of uh, or the beginning of June.
1: And they're doing another uh,
0: beta in May. Beta
1: in May, but it's more like let's swar- or let's uh, see how the servers do. So let's swamp the swar- servers. That's what they're trying to do on yeah. this beta.
0: Regardless, whatever happens with if they do another this other test for this the server swamp or trying to uh, hit the servers hard. When again. the game comes out, it's going to have that same issue it had on the original beta dates, where you're going to be waiting in line to, to log in.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't
0: think there's anybody who any company who can have enough servers up and running to run a launch of games smoothly. Because not only do you have a line to w- have people waiting in the servers, you're gonna have de- uh, inherently uh, D- DDoS attacks because everybody's trying to log in at the same time. Mm-hmm. So just expect that to happen. Either you're gonna end up waiting ninety minutes t- to get into the game. Hopefully, you can get in and you stay in, at, or you know. Wait a week or two, and it will die down, and then you'll be able to get in no problem.
1: Yeah, we're not waiting a week or two, dude. We're going on day <clears throat> one when it comes out. Let's go.
0: I know. Um, well, have to f- I tried to find the beta uh, app to download again. It's not par- appearing in uh, my games, huh. so I don't know uh, if it's just going to reappear when they're about to do the next beta on the weekend of the fourteenth in May, or if they're going, or if there's just another. Uh,
1: or maybe it's just a PC thing. I don't know. I,
0: I don't know how they're going to do it, but I know it comes out, like, I think, June 6th or something, so it'll yeah. be early June. Um, so, we'll have that. Next week, we'll be talking about... Uh, Guardians. Guardians. We'll be talking about Red Fall. Um, we'll be our two big things. Uh, as we, as we wait...
1: pops up. Yeah, we as do. we wait
0: for more Disney shows to come out at the end of May, uh, American War and Chinese will be out at the end of May, The Secret Wars will be, uh, I think, June. May or June. Um and they'll have other movies like uh, Spider Verse in the beginning of June Yay. we'll go see too. Um so that'll be uh what we'll be talking about next week. Yeah. So uh Pure Pan fan, go ahead and check out the Peter Pan movie if you want on Disney Plus. Um skip Scream. Uh definitely play uh Survivor. Yeah, Jedi Survivor. It's a good game. <laughs> if you have issues, you have issues. I have no there's no real solution to it yet. Uh I think the biggest problem is that EA kind of knew that they had issues because they came up right before the game came out saying, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're working on patches for performance. So there's no excuse of them being like, oh, we didn't know. It's just...
1: That bitch you knew. (laughs) They knew they had
0: some issues, probably definitely on consoles that they got a patch. There is no preparing for every eventuality of every combination of PC parts people have. Uh, Like I said, because if they don't have the market research data on it, they're not building it. Yeah. Um... So that happens. But to me, I feel like if you're a PC gamer, that's your fucking life, dude. That's what you chose to. You chose to get into gaming that has a high bar to buy into and you have to constantly update to keep up with gaming.
1: Don't know what to tell you. I'm
0: sorry. That's, that's it. That's how it's always going to be. Are there PC games that come out that work perfectly fine when they launch? Yes, yeah. there are. Uh, but have all the ports ever done that? Pretty much no. Most a lot of the ports that have come out or multi-platform games that come out have been crap on pc until they actually get patched and fixed Mm -hmm. um but to me i feel like that's the life of a pc gamer you have you have a a machine that uh, is not optimized for games and uh and you have hardware that constantly changes that you're constantly updating console gamers they get a a lifespan out of their console yep shit works that's why we play it all right (laughs) damn Uh, that's fired yeah. So uh From that's Ian. that's our show this week. you uh, never said
1: my name, but I'm Courtney. And this has been the Nerd Podcast. Like comment, subscribe. Nerd Crusade Podcast. Podcasts. Whatever this. You can shows. reach us
0: at www.thenerd www. nerd <laughs> Uh like comment, like subscribe like she said. Let us know what you think.
1: Don't forget to check out Ian when he's streaming.
0: Yep. Uh, we'll be streaming uh, Jedi Survivor this week, um, as well as some, probably some cyberpunk and whatnot. Because uh, uh, Phantom
1: Liberty is coming out. Who God knows when. Hopefully,
0: We'll get more information on Phantom Liberty in June. Hopefully that they'll be launching it in June if they're smart. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, but that's our show this week. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time.
1: Bye.